the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Missouri's Republican-led legislature has approved a sweeping bill to ban abortions at eight weeks. Missouri's bill would include exceptions for medical emergencies, but not for pregnancies caused by rape or incest. Doctors would face 5 to 15 years in prison for violating the eight-week cutoff. Women who receive abortions would not be prosecuted. Republican Governor Mike Parson is expected to sign the bill. That is correspondent George Bonzotti. The Missouri bill comes on the heels of the nation's most restrictive abortion ban passed earlier this week in Alabama. Mexico's National Chamber of the Iron and Steel Industry is congratulating the country's officials on the agreement reached with the U.S. to end steel and aluminum tariffs. The chamber says in a statement posted online it considers the deal a strong and very positive step for the industry and the entire region. It also calls it a great advance toward ratifying the new trade deal between the U.S., Mexico, and Canada. This is SRN News. I was talking with my 10-year-old son about variety in our radio ads. He said all you talk about is pressure washers, so talk about something else. So I'm going to let you know we also offer CUDA automatic parts washers, water recycling and treatment equipment, and wastewater evaporators, not to mention the free water, soda, or cup of coffee anytime you stop in. Find us at AmericanPressure.com, your family-owned Minnesota pressure washer experts. Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at SocialSecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens, to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Step into a Chet's-owned Red Wing store this season for non-insulated, waterproof, and water-resistant footwear. Need new boots for summer work? Check out our variety of steel, aluminum, and composite safety toe options. Don't forget our selection of regular toe footwear either. Too busy with projects this season to get to the store? Ask us about our mobile shoe service, where we bring the store to you. Or stop in to see us in Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Circle Pines, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Work is our work. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. 
As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Well, good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. We're here and... We have a full lineup for you today of topics. Not we got lots of cuts. We have no guests today. Um, thought about it, and on Wednesday was actually about to make the call for one, and then things start happening, and we go, "Ooh, we maybe ought to save that time for other things." We got all kinds of stuff. Okay, we can't not talk about China, um, or China, as uh, the president likes to say it. Uh, we have to talk about them because uh, lots of things happened. Uh, have I have a lot to say about about the events that have happened? We had a great we had a great interview on uh, with um, uh, with Alan Greenspan on uh, on uh, Fox Business's uh, uh, mornings with Maria uh, Maria Bartiromo. Um Picked up a couple other other clips to hear, but then of course yesterday Friday we had all of a sudden. All kinds of trade settlements happening with every place except China, and that re- resulted in um, that resulted in a number of, uh, of of hypotheses happening. At the same time, we're all learning again how to pronounce Huawei. Um, you know, I might actually have to ask. Uh, Andrew, this question on the air too. I, I, um, I, I think I know the difference between four G and five G, but I'm not sure I do. When I play the clip, Andrew, be prepared. I might throw a question your way totally. about that. Uh, and um, and and then uh, and then we also have in the show. Here's this was interesting. Andrew got a chance to talk to uh, a, a Democratic uh, presidential candidate, Andrew Yang. If you haven't heard of Andrew Yang, I get that. But guess what? If you're if you're a person of a certain age and your children are of voting age, there's a chance that you maybe haven't heard of Andrew Yang, but your kids have. Um, that's kind of how this campaign is going, and and that would be uh, that will be interesting. So Andrew got to ask a question, actually a question that I gave him to ask, and he was kind enough to ask it and get an answer. And we're going to discuss it on the air during the second hour. And then toward the end of the show, if time, I will discuss the discuss the adversity scores that SAT is talking about. But I also want to spend some time, and I would be remiss in not spending some time, reflecting on the recent passing of uh, Alice Rivlin, who died. She was the first director of the Congressional Budget Office. Okay, you might say, well, why? Well, first of all, she's one of the very first people I met as I started to think about what I wanted to do with a career in economics. Um, I met her at a conference in the very early days of the Reagan administration. Um, as after she had, she had, um, after she had, uh, departed, uh, uh, the role at CBO for a couple of years. And then of course she went back later, uh, to, to that office as director of the congressional budget office. Um, I got a few. I've, I've got a few things to say about her that I, I wanted to share with you as well. But let me 
Let me turn, as we usually do at the beginning of every program, to sort of what were the economic data of the week. Well, trust me, the, the trade discussions of the week pretty much overwhelmed any of the data that came out. Um, just just blew most of that data away. But it, it was a mixed week, I think on balance, slightly negative um, to, the, to the week. So, for example... Let me let me give you the positive stuff first. Some of the manufacturing indices rebounded from some pretty pretty ugly numbers in April. Um, uh, the Philly manufacturing index went up to sixteen point six. It was estimated coming at nine. These are sentiment indices, and so they they're typically a measure of how many people say things are going better versus how many people are saying things are going worse. They tend to look that way. Uh, the 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 New York manufacturing index rose as well. Um, reports from small businesses, reports from build home builders. Uh, the builder sentiment uh, survey improved to sixty six from sixty three. The National Association of Home Builders uh, writes in their report: Builders are busy catching up after a wet winter, and many characterize sales as solid driven by improved demand and ongoing low low overall supply. However, affordability challenges persist and remain a big impediment to stronger sales. Unquote. My observation from talking with with, with local builders is that their biggest issue is, in fact, getting workers, particularly for the subcontractors, to come on and do the work. One of the biggest issues that, that... that employers generally are having is they'll have a job opening and they'll they'll get some applications and they'll make some calls and say hey we'll schedule you in for an interview on the day of the interview the the candidate just doesn't show up doesn't call doesn't do anything just doesn't show up i had i had one person say i'm beginning to wonder if i should schedule two at the same time and treat them like i would an airline which maybe overbooks a flight and I said, well, do you have frequent flyer miles to give away? Um, she said no. Um, but housing starts were, you know, related to that. Housing starts were up in April, uh, 26,000 more than expected. They revised the March number up as well. So those were all the good pieces of news. It might make you think that the economy is doing fairly well. Um, the... Um, but uh, the biggest news, I thought, was, in fact, the, the one... the, the to me, the top negative number was what happened on retail sales. Removing automobiles and removing gasoline, that number was down two-tenths of a percent for April. Um, it was supposed to be up three-tenths percent according to street estimates. There was an upward revision in March, but that upward revision was only a two-tenths increase. So if you take out if you take out building materials, then sales were flat versus the estimate of being up three tenths percent. So, building materials, building material sales went down. So, housing starts went up, but building material sales went down. It's a little, little questioning what's happening. There's there's one other number I want to call your attention to, um, in in what will be a fairly abbreviated data dive here because I want to get to the trade news fairly quickly. Um, Industrial production was down half a percent month over month. That was that was to be expected. Uh, capacity utilization fell, um, and and that was also expected. Uh, vehicles and parts, machinery numbers, the kinds of things that we thought that 
if there was a supply side effect of the tax cuts of 2017, they should be showing up in those particular data, and they're not right now. That's one month, and again, trend is your friend. You don't want to don't want to make hasty decisions on one month of data. But the most recent information there is is not positive for the supply side impact of the tax tax cuts, uh, contradicting a lot of the a lot of the discussion that you hear from the White House, particularly from uh, from Larry Kudlow. But here's the one I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to f- point to. Um, it's not a statistic we we discuss very often. Freight shipments. The shipping of freight in the United States fell 3.4% year over year. Five straight months of of decline in this number. Now a lot of that is going to be due to the trade issues. So the so CAS, which is the company that that publishes these data, says we are concerned about the severe declines in international air freight volumes, especially in Asia, and the recent swoon in railroad volumes in auto and building materials. We see the weakness in spot market pricing for transportation services, especially in trucking. As volumes of chemical shipments have lost momentum in recent weeks, despite the rally in the price of crude oil, our concerns of a global slowdown spreading to the U.S. and the trade dispute reaching a point of no return from an economic perspective grow. Now, add to this, the uh, I want to play this little clip of, um, uh, of uh, this is actually a little bit on the longer side, but Alan Greenspan was on uh, Maria Bartiromo, as I mentioned yesterday, and and when asked about uh, the growth of the economy, he kind of went very quickly to what he sees as the overhanging problems in in the marketplace. And and I want to I want to get to these right now. Let's play cut number two, Andrew. This is Greenspan on on mornings with Maria yesterday. But three and a quarter is going to be revised down significantly. Actually, the current quarter is. Uh, significantly weaker but it all caved in the last several months it's not the early period which is actually quite strong but it's tilted down now the problem that we have gotten is that there is a very serious long-term fiscal problem but that is not likely to emerge immediately Uh, the real problem that we're confronting is the fact that we have a very large budget deficit right now. Uh, I haven't seen it that large in a very long period of time. And you've got $22 trillion in debt. And, uh, exactly. Uh, and the problem that you're, you're dealing with is when uh, you get this type of debt uh, and this type of system, uh, how does it resolve itself? Well, fundamentally, uh, Nobody politically watches the deficit. They do not react until the deficit creates inflation. Remember, Richard Nixon imposed wage and price controls when the uh, uh, inflation rate was only 4%. So what you have to look at here is that the the budget deficit is huge, but every politician who talks about it moans but does nothing. So, so th- this is a, an interesting and important point. There has been no increase in inflation. And indeed, it is fascinating to me 
that people want to now say maybe the Phillips curve is dead, right? And and that and that people are like, well, you know, the Phillips curve is going to, you know, and it's being brought about by of all people, people at the Federal Reserve. I'm going to talk about that just after this, before we jump over to the trade dispute. And, and this week in China trade, don't forget, Theresa May is going away. Or in the famous words of Ken Harrelson, she gone. Back after this King Banging Show, Business 1440. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. He's a national radio host and former Fox News contributor and White House staffer. And he's coming to the Twin Cities on June 15th. Join us for Dive In, dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Find tickets and details at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This is Dan Prof for townhall.com. In our era of entitled youth and young men weakened by safe space college campuses and fears of their own toxicity, it's easy to fret for America's future. And then we're reminded of the existence of resolute, faithful young men prepared to defend to the death the civilized against the barbaric. Enter Kendra Castillo. Castillo is the young man who bum-rushed one of the shooters who opened fire on their Colorado charter school and their 1,800 classmates. Kendra Castillo took a bullet in the chest and laid down his life to save the lives of an incalculable number of others. I wish he had gone and hid, but that's not his character, said Castillo's father. But he went on. His character is about protecting people, helping people. I wish we could bottle and sell whatever it was Kendrick Castillo's parents did to raise such a courageous young man. I'm Dan Prof. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Eating better can be a challenge, not to mention sometimes confusing. Eat this, don't eat that, and don't even ask me what a healthy fat is. Working towards your physical wellness can be a challenge, but you don't have to do it on your own. Wellness Radio 1570 is here to help make it a little easier with all of the encouragement and guidance to help you work towards your best you. And don't forget, you can take Wellness Radio 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our free mobile app. Right now, Lucky's make any purchase and pick up a free two liter of any Pepsi product. Whether it's two cents or $200, it doesn't matter what you spend. Just mention Business 1440 and get a free two liter soda. Visit LuckyStations.com to find a station near you. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. 651-289-4477. Welcome to call us with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. That number. So, it, it was interesting that Greenspan made a point of this. because It was like, he used a... He's on to talk about his book, which I think is now coming in paperback uh, here in the next week or two. So it's he's making the second run of the book tour, uh, which for a fella his age, uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by his stamina. I am always impressed by his stamina. But I I I was intrigued by his will, his comment on this, and I think it results from the fact that two different Fed officials within the within the 48 hours previous to his appearance. Had come out and said something, something to the effect of, of the relationship between inflation and unemployment is broken, and, and that uh, we we really need to uh, to we shouldn't maybe have raised interest rates as much as we did. One of them, uh, uh, Lael Brainerd, who is a governor of the Fed, she was at Harvard. Uh, uh, she. I'm, no, she was not at her. That's a, that's a file picture. I don't know where, she, where it was she said this. Um, the trend in inflation appears to be somewhat below the Federal Reserve's goal of 2%, she said. This raises the risk of that households and businesses could come to expect inflation to run persistently below the Fed's target and could change their behavior in a way that reinforces that expectation. A difficult spiral to break. So everyone lives in this fear of becoming... Japan, where deflation is the norm. And she thinks that could result from people beginning to adjust themselves from a 2% explanation, expectation to, gosh, I don't know what, one, one and a half. If you look at the, if you look at the information from, the, uh, from uh, the treasury markets, where we trade both indexed bonds and non-indexed bonds, and you can use the difference between them to calculate a 5 to 10% Five to ten percent uh, inflation rate, the, re- the uh, five to ten year rate, uh, a five year, ten year inflation expectation. The the rate was at two percent as late as October, but actually did drop down, but to like one and three quarters to one and a half. Their fear is not from going from from two to one and three quarters or one and a half. It's actually from it starting a Japanese style deflationary cycle that you can't break out of. Okay, so. So she says that on the very same day, I believe this is from the very same, yes, uh, very same day, Neil Neil Kashkari, president of the Minneapolis Federal Reserve, uh, says that the Fed shouldn't have been decreasing interest rates at all. And he says, hey, look, I think the job market still has plenty of slack. And it was kind of unusual for, for someone to speak as loudly. As he did, he was in Santa Barbara, California, which is kind of near where he grew up. It's his home state. In my view, these rate increases were not were were not called for by our symmetric framework. Okay, talking about the ones all going all the way back to 2015. Mr. Kashkari believes that we probably should have kept interest rates near zero, which I find jaw dropping. I find that jaw-dropping. But on the same time, along comes uh, Alan Greenspan. To, 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 and I believe he was responding to those two comments. 
particularly in this particular piece, Andrew, play cut number three, please. This is Andrew Green. This is An- this is Alan Greenspan yesterday on uh, on Fox Business. Well, it's not unprecedented. I mean, one of the great advantages of having just written a book going through American history that's happened on numerous occasions. Uh, so that what you have to deal with is the, the lag that will happen politically. There's no way we're going to get the level of debt as a percent of GDP that is forecast by all of the analysts, especially Congressional Budget Office. You can't get that sort of deficit without all of a sudden money supply beginning to move. And when money supply begins to move with a lag, you get prices. The best indicator I know historically is unit M2, so to speak. M2 is the money supply divided by real GDP. Mm -hmm. That is the best indicator of where inflation is. And at the moment, uh, that indicator is well above where the inflation rate is. So uh, on on Twitter, uh, uh, Don asks, you know, shouldn't he be talking about debt to GDP? Well, he clearly was. And when... When in the clip before the break, uh, you heard twenty-two trillion. That was, of course, uh, Maria, not, and he. I think he repeated Mar- what Maria was saying because he was still trying to get through the point he was trying to make. But the point is, if you have a debt to GDP ratio this large, at some point debts have to be repaid, and there's only you can only do this in in two ways you can either raise taxes or you can print money at the current moment the demand for u.s currency is fairly large and so and so you will see that that to some extent you can get a non-inflationary increase in the money supply he mentioned uh uh the the ratio of m2 uh, m2 to gdp which is what economists have typically um Call it, that's actually the inverse of, of velocity. Let me see if I can get, get that on my screen. Uh, here it is, right here. Um, right here. And, and you can see that the velocity number has dropped dramatically. So this is the, so what he was talking about was the inverse of that. It's, um, if you really want to know economic theory, that's frequently referred to as the Cambridge K. Okay, but if you look at if you look at that number, and I, I tweeted the debt to GDP ratio to you, which currently sits at one hundred and five percent in the United States. Remember, remember that the U.S. Uh, that that there was a book uh, that we talked about on the show years ago uh, here called uh, by uh, by Rogo- uh, Ken Rogoff and uh, and Carmen Reinhart called "This Time Is Different." The central thesis of the book was there's a certain level of, of debt to GDP at which growth slows down and you can't get back to a higher growth rate without eliminating that debt in some way. And, you, and it's a painful adjustment to do so. Now, the difference between the U.S. and any of those other countries is there's a demand for our currency, which wasn't true for any of those other countries because the dollar continues to serve as the world's reserve currency. You have access to to a source of financing that uh, that doesn't happen. But it doesn't last forever. If you just decide to continually spend more and more money and pay for it, ex- expect to be able to pay for it by printing more and more money, basically the the Fed taking in taking in uh, U.S. Treasury securities and, put, and, and issuing non-interest-bearing debt out the back door, um, 
through the through the uh, system open market desk. At some point, that turns around. But I'll, I'll tweet I, I, since I need to focus, so I'm going to just go through the. I'm going to go through the segment. I will shoot you that velocity number. You will be surprised how stable it is at a ratio of about 1.8 up to about 1990. Then it drops, or excuse me, then the velocity drops. In other words, the the value of um, the value of um, uh, of uh, money to GDP that that Cambridge K or unit unit value of M2 that. Greenspan referred to he's what that's what he's calling it rises through the 90s and then drops a little bit comes back toward the 1.8 is at 1.9 but it's decreased by 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 three tenths and it's an indication of the demand for dollars right now if that demand for dollars should in fact drop if that number should in fact drop what you would end up with is is the inflation, and that's what he's talking about. The reason the relationships that everyone's talking about haven't worked out is because of this increased demand for U.S. dollars by non-U.S. holders of those dollars. Some places, in some cases, central banks in other countries that use the dollar as a as a reserve, they hold it as an asset in their in their vaults, not physically in cash, but they probably hold it in in the form of uh, they probably hold it in the form of U.S. Treasuries or some kind of highly liquid security that they can convert if they should ever need because they're facing some kind of run on their own local currency. Um, but at some point, that has to turn around. Right, and that's that's what they're complaining about. So Kashkari and Brainerd out this week saying, "Hey, the relationship's broken down. We didn't have to raise interest rates so fast." And even uh, Greenspan saying, "This has just never happened like this before." But it's bound to it's bound to turn around. It's bound to go sideways at some at some point. And 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 when it does turn around, and and when the inflation does happen, his other point being this lag. I point out to people consist- consistently that the types of relationships that are being discussed, we discussed years ago. I wrote my dissertation on these political business cycles. They will keep inflation under under tap. They want to keep it un- underground for at least another year or so so it doesn't influence the election, and that's the way they want to go into it. 2021 is the year where I think you see it go the other way and go the other way in a very significant way. Back after this, we'll talk about the trade war here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. You're a do-it-yourselfer. You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car, and on top of it all, run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers. 
so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world. But you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and, most importantly, revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com surroundmsp.com connecting you with new customers there is nothing that they won't do to get you the help you need to become a successful student at online trading academy my name is brian i've been with online trading academy since november 2016 what ota has done for me they've really opened my eyes into how the financial markets work and how a financial advisor how do mutual funds work and how do they make money and what the expense is to me for them giving me their advice teaching me that i can be in control of that is really helping me save the expense that they had been taking out of my portfolio. The only criteria that you need is the internal desire to want to become a trader and take financial control of your life. Join us for a free investing class by calling pound 250 on your cell phone and use the keyword OTA or go to learnwithota.com. American pressure. Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Okay, after hearing that, I have to I have to check with uh, I have to name check something with Andrew here. Have you ever heard of Gogo Bordello? Uh, no, I haven't. I'm totally all right. Put yeah, um, Ukrainian rock band must be must be heard must be must be added to your playlist shoot that over on the slack i will do that Thank you, you got it sir. you got it coming up although this weekend i'll be listening to the new album from the national i'm i'm just pumped about them having a new piece out mm-hmm. they they put out two or three uh two or three uh pieces of the album but the rest of it dropped yesterday so so that's that's how i'm spending the weekend i'll be uh, since it's gonna seem to rain the entire weekend i'll be at the gym with music in my in my ears uh sweating to the newies not to the oldies. I'm excited. Shoot it over my yeah. back then. I will. I will, sir. 
Um, 651-289-4477. I know how to get your attention. If I drop the word Phillips curve on the on the air, I will get all kinds of attention from people, uh, from, from my regular listeners. Um, what? The Phillips curve isn't dead, Jack says? Tell me it isn't true. Please, King. Yeah, well... Um, the Phillips curve is kind of awkward. Hey, I just let me let me close this because I really do need to talk about the. Uh, I really do need to talk about the, uh, the about the trade issue. But but just to add something to your to your plate, you can track monthly the holdings of U.S. Treasury securities by by foreign uh, by foreigners. Net. Total selling of notes in March was that was negative twelve and a half billion dollars. That's four months of the last five that's gone down. China sold off twenty twenty and a half billion dollars. Japan sold off eleven billion dollars. Now understand this is this is small fraction stuff, right? Because both those countries hold over a trillion each. Right? So this is this will feel like small stuff, but it's worth keeping an eye on what's happening with foreign holdings of U- of U.S. Treasuries, and 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 it's something if you if you keep a watch list of data to to follow, which I which I have and have had for about thirty years, um, I would put that on the list of stuff you got to look for. Okay, yeah, I used to do it when the only way I could find it was by by scouring the uh, Wall Street Journal and looking uh, in the in the articles in the B and C sections for for maybe a, a data piece that didn't wasn't worthy of page one, um, but anyway, add that add that to your to your list. Uh, let's let's roll on. Um, uh, let let's roll on. Okay. The reason I bring up the the treasuries is because because in a world where you can just you've got this increasing demand for dollars from international investors you can run a deficit you can print your bit your treasuries sell them off to foreigners no worries you won't get inflation as a result of that it is only when the foreigners stop buying it that you start to see that impact of the you know you'll start see interest rates rise you'll start to see investment fall etc hasn't happened yet Let's turn to the trade issue. Tremendously, tremendously important. We talked last week, right at the moment when Liu uh, He, the 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 vice premier of China, the the economic minister of the, of of China, who apparently said at one point during the week during last weekend. That he had traveled to the United States against the wishes of President Xi, to which I'm like, <laughs> "Are you kidding me? Yeah, not true." Oh, I wasn't supposed to come over here, but I did because I really so badly wanted to make a deal. Where the what seemed to be moving toward an agreement has moved away from an agreement, and each side appears now to be judging what's the what's the willingness of the other side to take pain i tried to make this point last week i'm not sure i made it very well but there are two things that are that are clearly happening here that i don't that i believe have been ignored 
or underplayed in the press. One of them is that President Trump seems to be focused that this is the deal that he has to have. Witness this week, President Trump, just yesterday, in fact, President Trump announces that they that they're going to relax some of the some of the some of the border barriers, the tariff barriers between the U.S. and Canada that continue to exist, the ones between U.S. and Mexico that continue to exist. Indeed, um, at the uh, National Association of Realtors yesterday, President Trump was speaking yesterday uh, over the lunch hour, and he had he had this comment. Let's play cut number seven. As you know, Canada has been for years, and we have a great relationship with Canada and the Prime Minister, we have a great relationship, but they've been charging us extremely high tariffs, as much as 285% or more for our agricultural products, which is an absolute barrier. It's essentially a barrier. In other words, when you pay 285, guess what? You know what they're saying? We don't want your business. So it was a barrier to our farmers being able to do business with them, to our farmers being able to sell product in there. So that deal is going to be a fantastic deal for our country. And hopefully Congress will approve the USMCA quickly. And then the great farmers and manufacturers and steel plants will make our economy even more successful than it already is, if that's possible, which it is possible. Now, he's had pushback, the president has, from both Republicans and Democrats in Congress regarding the USMCA his replacement deal for NAFTA, which they signed last year. Congress has been slow walking it through the process, wanting to get some wanting to get some uh, uh, some relaxation of some of the uh, border issues, particularly vis-a-vis Canada. And so the announcement yesterday was portrayed by many people as being a desire to get USMCA passed. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I think it's a matter of him saying, I don't want to have to deal with that issue. I need partners. Remember, the Canadians have already cooperated greatly at significant cost to their own diplomatic relations with China in the arrest of uh, uh, Meng Wenzhou, uh, who is the daughter of the CEO of Huawei. That is, that, and, and indeed, the, the Chinese have now formally charged two Canadian citizens who are working with, in China with espionage, you know, that would lead to many years prison sentences for them, and they're not being let out of China. It's, it's a pretty, pretty tough deal, and the Canadians have, I think, remarkably been very willing to take the U.S.'s side on this and in, to consider even extraditing Meng to the United States uh, where she would face uh, where she would face uh, uh, legal charges related to industrial espionage. So that's so this relaxation is I think in part a thank you note for what they've done already, but also ask them to keep the keep the metal keep the pedal to the metal in terms of, of maintaining this pressure on China. At the same time, the 
the government actually has delayed auto import tariffs for six months, buying them some time in this in this issue. Okay. So I think on the one side, this this administration is looking for partners. And I think the relaxation of the of the tariffs vis-a-vis Canada and Mexico, and but particularly to Canada, and the reason why he's emphasized Canada is he wants Canada to keep up its diplomatic stance vis-a-vis China, and he's willing to to concede some of the some of the trade issues that he has with with Canada in order to concentrate his firepower on China. He's made some friends now with the EU with relaxing auto with Japan relaxing uh, auto import tariffs on those two countries or regions on the other hand he pivots to back to talking about uh, uh Huawei and in on Thursday the commerce department announces that Huawei is now placed on a special list meaning if you want to sell anything to that to to Huawei to that company that single company you must get permission from the commerce department to do so okay um this turns out to be quite a big deal uh uh Wilbur Ross the commerce secretary was on uh, mornings with Maria on Thursday on Fox Business and he had this to say about Huawei uh play cut number 4 please Well, as you know, we're moving into a 5G environment which will connect everything to everything, the so-called Internet of Things. So as everything becomes interconnected, it creates more risk because if someone does something untoward to those systems, it could disrupt everything. So uh, there is Huawei in this country already. Yes, many of the rural telecom carriers are already using Huawei in the 4G environment. And in order not to have them have to rip everything out, we'll be dealing with that separately so that they won't have to rip everything out. So, he's focused this focus I think is important. When we come back and let's take a, let's take the break here Andrew. When we come back, I'm actually going to ask Andrew cuz Andrew kind of maybe He's more technically savvy than I am. It comes. It comes from being half my age. Um, well, he's less than half my age. And, and and when we do that, we'll 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 figure out maybe what this five G thing means. But the fact that Huawei is already in four G, I am curious what that what that means for us. Um, but clearly, clearly, I think they've decided to focus their power on china and they've figured out that huawei is the is perhaps the weak spot it's a place that they really want to press on while letting these other places go setting aside canada the eu and japan saying you know what we'll put those on the back burner we're going to focus ourselves on this maybe a good plan talk more after this king banyan show business 1440 Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. So tell us, what makes EXP Realty so different? Well, EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Step into Chet's Shoes this season for a variety of men's and women's work and recreational footwear. Our store features safety toes and regular toes, as well as keen hiking boots and New Balance walking and running shoes. Think steel toe boots are too heavy? Check out our lightweight safety toe footwear. Don't let spring showers get in the way of work or play this season. Make sure your feet are protected with durable waterproof boots. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and shop ChetShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Oh, this is what makes my head go back and forth, man. Absolutely. King Banyan Show, this is 1440. Oh. I get goosebumps to that little organ solo. Mm-mm. 651-289-4477, number to call, questions, comments. All right. Let's get back to work. Um, Trade issues. Um, This is the week when when I believe the Trump administration went to a different gear. And in my mind, by and large, a better gear. They have focused not only on one country versus basically picking tariff fights with everybody, but by focusing on Huawei they've addressed the key core issue. 
And I want to say this in a couple of different say this in a couple of different ways. One, it appears that despite everybody's saying that this guy can't, you know, everyone considering the president to be uh, somewhat somewhat politically inept, that he's managed to gather a whole lot of people around the question that that China, in one way or another, is is, is not in the right in its positions on trade. I'm going to avoid any of the uh, of the pejoratives that one could use um, re- regarding, for example, uh, intellectual property. We're just going to say there are a lot of people who have come to that side. I'll say the pejoratives. This is Kyle Bass, who was on I, I want to say on Bloom. Yes, he was on Bloomberg Tuesday uh, after the breakdown of the trade talks after after Liu had left the country. And these words were pretty sharp. Kyle Bass, of course, uh, chief uh, chief uh, investment officer, uh, very popular guy on Wall Street, says this. This is cut number six. Our goal is not to slow down the Chinese economy. Our goal is to protect U.S. national security. I mean, they've stolen the 200 to 300 billion dollars worth of intellectual property from us every year for 10 years. They've done so many things to the United States because we've basically been a pacifist nation over many different administrations. And we're finally standing up and saying, listen, this has to change. And, you know, a great example is, you know, look, President Xi sat in the Rose Garden with President Obama and told us that he wasn't militarizing the South China Sea, that that was never going to happen. And at the same time, he was militarizing the South China Sea. He was lying. It was president to president. He lied to us. And so when you say to what end, I think the U.S. needs to think about our own national security in the long run, and we need to think about how we're going to trade with China, how we're going to have a relationship with China, when we clearly we don't trust one another. Well, uh, so that's pretty sharp language, okay? That is actually, I think, very sharp language that that he's using. And that seems to be, however, what everyone's using. And I, I always go back to the fact that trade is not between two countries. Trade is between individuals. Trade is between a person in China and a person in the U.S. or a legal entity called a corporation in China and a legal entity called a corporation in the United States uh, or, or, or maybe some, some LLC or some entre- single sole entrepreneur us- using an assumed name, whatever you wish to say. But it's two people making a deal. The difficulty in China comes from the fact that companies like Huawei are in fact state-owned companies. In fact, what's interesting was the Chinese spent about a week arguing after a piece came out on the Social Science Research Network of all places. They, okay, uh, folks, uh, uh, Christopher Balding, who was a, who up to about uh, eight months ago had been working in China had been, as a professor at uh, Beijing University, had come out with a paper and said, hey, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, come out paper said, Huawei is actually owned by the Chinese government. The Chinese government said, no, they're not. They're owned, by the, they're owned by the people through the trade union. Well, yes, but who is the trade union? Who owns the trade union? Who's, who operates the trade union? Uh, well, it turns out it's the Chinese government. <laughs> it's, it's, actually, it's actually the Communist Party. That controls controls it. So in essence, it's a state-owned company. 
And state-owned companies can have different goals rather than just trying to protect the shareholders. So it's not individuals in that case. And maybe you can behave differently toward Huawei than you do over the trade between Walmart and some textile factory in Shenzhen. And that's the way I would like to think about it, is that, that those are in fact different things. And to, and to make that, but to, let me, uh, do I have time for this? Uh, I think I do. Let me play Alan Greenspan as, before we go out for the hour. This is Alan Greenspan on cut number one about the trade war. I think it's a terrible idea on both sides. Remember what a tariff is. It's an excise tax. Uh, excise taxes, when they are imposed, are the same as any tax. They withdraw purchasing power from an economy. So if you have two industrial giants both taking on severe levels of uh, that type of uh, analysis, in other words, having uh, a, a great deal of loss of purchasing power, is not good for either one. So that the, there is a winner in the fight, but both sides lose. So the winner is the one who loses the least. Yeah. And right now, each of us is trying to say, I'm going to lose less than you lose. And that's why having people like Kyle Bass out there and so many other people speaking to say, hey, the U.S. is prepared for a long trade war. That's not, a, that's not an issue for us, uh, is helpful to our side. But how strong is the Chinese side, right? And people say, well, you know what, President Xi, he's president for life. He doesn't face elections. Well, I want to I want to challenge that assumption for you. We're going to do that the other side of this break. You are listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is, is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. 
That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. Hi, I'm Lee, along with Matt and Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. In John chapter 3, there's a man named Nicodemus that comes to Jesus by night to ask him questions. Nicodemus was a pretty smart guy. He was even admired by a lot of people around him. He was a Pharisee who had so much knowledge of the scriptures at that time, but he missed one simple truth. You must be born again. Many people call us with issues that seem complicated regarding their roof or gutters. There may actually be a simple solution to the problem. We'd love the opportunity to come to your home, take a look at what's happening, and see if there isn't that simple solution. Just as Jesus answered Nicodemus' question with the famous verse, John 3.16, we hope to solve your problem with a straightforward solution. Call us today at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. That's thekingdombuilders.net. We're not salespeople. We're just great roofers. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.